So I think you gradually um, sort of feel homely to a place you're living it eventually. But initials are, uh, it, it's different. It's always a different feel, you know. The emotional challenge is what leads to a mental uh, and physical challenge. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Welcome back to this week's episode. I'm Christine and this is the Startup Student Podcast and I'm here with Sakshi and we are talking about emotional challenges. We talked a lot about in the past few episodes about um, businesses, product-based businesses and the interesting journey that she had so far. Um, but now we also um, want to talk a bit more about what it's like to be in different countries, to move into different countries, to travel, to find vendors in different countries and, and what kind of difficulties can come up with that and uh, challenges and how can you overcome these, not only for the business world, but um, also in your private life because all of this is uh, your life. Your life gets together from different areas <laughs> and uh, part of that is also that. Thank you for your time today and welcome back. Thank you, Christine. Thank you again for having me over. Hi, guys. <laughs> so tell us a bit more about um, where you're from, where you lived, where you went to. And you already mentioned that you, from a business point of view, you had to travel to China to find some vendors. Um, so it's, I think, uh, really interesting stories that you have to tell. Tell us a bit more about it. <laughs> so I live, I belong to India. I have been traveling all across for work particularly so I've lived I live in India I've lived in different cities in India uh, because of my education and also because I was working so I was in Bombay everybody's heard about Mumbai and I used to work in KPMG there I did my master's in Bombay I did another schooling in another city so I've, I've been outside a lot uh, then um, obviously I offshooted for my own business and for that I had to travel to a lot and I traveled to places I'd never done before for example China the hub of manufacturing and since by now only or you know I did a product-based business and involved a lot of manufacturing so China was a place uh, one of the places where I uh, avidly found the right vendors for myself and I did a back and forth for about I think three to four times Again, in different cities with different vendors from really, really small towns, uh, people haven't heard about to the established ones. So um, that is how I've been traveling across. And presently, I am in Dublin. I have come here for my second master's uh, uh, from UCD. And I'm experiencing the life here, which is, which is really different, uh, but, uh, but beautiful. Yes, also me. I'm uh, basically I'm from Germany, but I lived in the UK for ten years before I moved to Sweden um, for about seven months. I think I lived there, even though I have to say in the whole seven months I was there because of all the traveling I was doing. I was maybe two months of that in in Sweden itself, <laughs> um, but it was lovely. And then I moved to Italy, and who knows where where it goes next. 
And um, even though it was all European countries, um, I have to say also this was uh, it's very diff different because one was very much in the north, Italy's in the south, Germany's in the middle, <laughs> uh, England is uh, completely different um, to, to anything, I think, um, from the culture and from the way they see things, um, even though it's part of Europe, let's say, um, it's very interesting point. Um, but you actually have traveled across and lived across continents, so <laughs> super exciting. What kind of challenges uh, did you face uh, or are you still facing um, when you moved to another country, when you had to deal with another country, when you work in another country or studied? Uh, um it's it's different definitely uh you know if you're you're in india uh use i mean everybody is accepting a lot and because there's so much of globalization so much of shift of people which keeps happening from one continent to another people have become very okay with that fact uh, you know but uh sometimes when you're in a queue and uh, you know you're the only one like if i'm the only one in indian uh i wouldn't say people would look down but people would look you know, so and you've never yeah. encountered this before. So it's 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 a little different. It was uh, you know you've never gotten that look in the past thirty years of your life, and suddenly somebody will look. So uh, so it was different. But I think uh, not in the bad way. Definitely, it wasn't in a bad way. But uh, then you get used to it, and you know, uh, and then you sort of learn more things about the place, and you're talking in a similar accent just because you sort it sort of brushes onto you. So I think you gradually um, sort of feel homely to a place you're living it eventually. But initials are, uh, it, it's different. It's always a different feel, you know, it, it's like that. Now, but in terms of challenges, I'd say just because, um, as I mentioned, I was always a very, very, uh, I'd always stayed um, at very different places. And after my transition year is what they call it in Ireland. And after class 11th is, so after about 16, 17, when I was 16, 17 years of age, I have been outside my home and away from my family to either study or to either work or to you know so uh, personally for me it wasn't difficult uh, a lot emotionally to settle to a new place but definitely um, a different continent uh, sort of uh, was was a difficult a different culture altogether yeah how about you christine you've been you've been you've been staying at uh, though you've been in the same continent but uh, you've been staying at very very varied places yourself how how has your experience been and is there any one experience something which comes to your mind or in large how different are the same places i mean different <laughs> places in the same continent itself yes. how how different is that uh, yeah i think very very different um I, me, I, I love that there's so many different cultures and different ways to look at life and business and everything. Um, so um, that is, I think, uh, a good uh, basis for <laughs> living in other countries because if you would be stuck in, in your way, um, then that's one thing. Uh, I was always very open to understand and learn a bit more how it works and to adjust accordingly because you have to um, I remember when I went to the UK which basically was the first country that I lived in and worked in outside of um, Germany um, the working culture is very very different um, I have to say <laughs> and it was uh, challenging for me um, to understand um, 
some let's say more small talk and uh, chit chat and not getting straight to the point because i mean uh, people say for fun our germans are super direct and and stuff like this but it's really true um and i know that other cultures are even more so uh, for example the swedish ones are even um more direct than germans let's say <laughs> um but i had to really learn um to not also maybe because i didn't want to offend anyone by just being too direct um to to rephrase things uh without losing my efficiency in work though um because obviously i'm very productive and fast working and efficient and um meeting people that maybe are doing good work um but in a different way and maybe less efficient as it could be um was uh, one thing not everyone is like that obviously but some sometimes it was a bit uh, difficult also meeting cultures and stuff like that and adjust to that um but i did um because yeah i i also appreciate that i am in a different country and uh, want to learn how it works there and adjust a bit um apart from that i agree <laughs> the other way also the same in in italy is also uh, a different working culture let's say um and i don't want to use all the things that people think about italians and all the things that people think about germans but most of them are true those stereotypes and it's really you just need to understand how it works and to work your way around it and uh, be patient and know how to communicate with the people because it's all about the communication and making sure that you show the other person that you understand but it's the same in germany if you are a german working in germany you also need to work with different kind of people but the cultures are are very different um and then you have like even the working hours maybe or the uh holidays or anything is is very different yeah and in italy there's some holidays that i've never heard of and and i had for example uh with my boyfriend that he said no no but tomorrow i'm not working because uh, it's a holiday and i was like oh i didn't know this and i had a whole day full of of meetings because i wasn't aware of it so even these kind of things you need to think about now i'm working um also with uh, S- uh switzerland so i live in italy but i'm i'm working with um some uh, people in switzerland uh and easter is coming up whilst we're dis- recording this and um in germany for example on friday we it's a holiday friday and monday so always the friday and monday around easter um but in italy the friday isn't so i wasn't aware of this either um so my boyfriend is working and i'm like ha ah, okay so i i also work because i always have enough to do to uh, to work mm. but then i know for example my client in switzerland they don't work so i need to navigate around this as well and see okay in different countries um apart from uh, you also have time differences and stuff like this if you're working outside of um just the t- same time zone i mean in the uk it's just an hour but um i worked with someone in australia and that was obviously 12 hour time difference so that's a, a bit more challenging i would say because it was for me either late evening or an early morning to make sure we can uh, communicate with each other but yeah these are all uh, things that you have to be aware of and i i found it I found it very tricky and exciting at the same time um and sometimes I have to say it can be very frustrating but if you've lived in yeah. different countries and worked with different people I think you just get used to it. 
No, but I got a tinker of it myself. I remember when, since I had Enactus, I had one of the projects at UCD for Enactus. And I remember I was having a meeting with somebody in the industry. The lady was so kind. Uh, after we finished, see, she told me, can I tell you something? I was like, please, I'd love to, please, please. So she told me that, you know, I had a brilliant conversation with you. We spoke about 25 minutes discussing something, but she said when you started, um, and again, because I had heard in Europe and specifically like parts around Germany, people are very direct. So when I started the call, I was like, hi. And I sort of, I think within a matter of seconds got to the point. So she told me here in Ireland, you sort of do a little small talk, you get to sort of know the person, you make them feel comfortable, you know, and, and she was kind to tell me after the meeting, just so that I do not get very conscious of it very in, in, the, in the beginning. But yeah, I got a tinker of that myself, wherein I realized that even for little things in terms of just to say a hi, there are different methods and it's always best to study those a little before. Um, it's not cynical. It's actually best because if you're going and speaking with some, uh, someone, you have to make sure they're happy and they're comfortable with it. So I think um, to write cultural differences, they could be really minute, but they may be there. And it's always best to sort of study them a little before. Yeah, oh, very kind. Uh, because you don't always have these people that uh, say in a nice way, okay, maybe next time you can do it like this when you talk to someone in Ireland. And I think yeah. Irish people are very similar to English people. And I have to say, Irish people are super nice people in general. I think they're very yeah. kind people. In England, I have to say, um, they're also very kind, but sometimes they're also polite for being polite not because they want to but because it's their culture that's what i find sometimes so mm -hmm. i find it sometimes a bit difficult to understand if someone is this is the other thing if someone says wants to say no to something they don't say no <laughs> me i just say no and then mm -hmm. uh, also using this word and this can be quite uh, shocking for some people um, uh, that i don't talk for 15 minutes before i say no uh, I did talk to, for my podcast also for someone from Japan and it's even more extreme there. He says, okay, Germans say no when they mean no. Uh, other people mm -hmm. in Japan, they talk for half an hour to give you all the reasons why it's a no to then maybe even say in the end no or not, hoping that you got that they mean no. And um, I find this <laughs> sometimes as well. And um, again, this could be, can be frustrating, but in the end um, it's okay because you just have to be a bit patient and leave and let everyone have their way in a way as well. Um, but yes, I can understand that. Um, and sometimes it's challenging to understand what do English people actually mean if I use English um, people um, because they, they like to say things in a polite way. And there's even some funny charts that go around online always where it's um, saying uh, what English people say and what English people mean. <laughs> but this is really... That can be very yeah. really interesting. And then <laughs> this, this, it's really interesting is a lot of times uh, what English people say, oh, that's interesting, which means, yeah, it's not really interesting. Can we move on to the next point? But sometimes it can also mean it's really interesting. So... Uh, it's uh, funny, funny, funny things to think. So you have about. to read the body language along with the words they are using. That's yes. imperative. It's like that. For sure, yeah. for sure. And um, I know you have a, a podcast yourself. Tell us a bit more about the podcast and why you actually started the podcast. <laughs> so it was an interesting. Uh, and thank you for bringing that up. Actually, when I reached Dublin about a week later, Dublin went on a shutdown. And me being a, uh, I don't know, it's a good thing or a bad thing and highly 
hyperactive individual and I was sitting in my room and I was like, I have to do something productive with my time because though I was studying, but I could manage my time pretty well. And uh, that is when I thought there's so much I'm experiencing every single day uh, because it's a new city, it's a new life, there are things I've never done before, you know, and there'd be so many like me, um, you know, who are stuck in their respective places. So I thought, let me start a podcast, let me start uh, talking about it and let me start talking about things I'm experiencing or things I think are relevant to talk about um, and uh, that is how the Sakshi in Dublin, I mean, that's what my podcast is called, uh, started. And uh, initially, I didn't tell anybody about it. And I told a couple of friends, but I don't know how, how it got popularized. And there were people hooking onto it. And then people, some people called me uh, who were friends, friends and told me you must keep continuing it. So it's been there now. Um, loving every single experience of it. Uh, I think, um, you know, sometimes it's just that you find your passion very later and sometimes by fluke. But, um, but I think uh, it's, it's a great way to connect. And uh, that is how basically to come back to the question is how the podcast started. Uh, and I talk about generic things, uh, entrepreneurial management, uh, uh, have glimpses of it, but mostly it's about life in general. Yes. Uh, and um, I will make sure that we link back to your podcast. So if uh, you guys go to creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast, you find all my podcast episodes on there. And if you um, go to this series that we are talking about at the moment, then um, you will uh, find the link to uh, her podcast. Amazing. So it's always good to get some insights, some point of views. Uh, this is what podcasts are also about, um, to broaden your horizon and uh, here to different uh, perspective in life so super interesting thank you for sharing that um thank you christine for putting in the link and yes. what else <laughs> what else what else do we have about this topic uh, challenges emotional challenges even cultural challenges mm. yeah anything. i think one thing i'll want to bring light to is that uh, you know even a person who stayed forever outside uh, and is very settled, you know, at different places, as I'm saying, you know, it wasn't difficult for me to stay out or stay out for majority of my life away from family, etc. But, you know, emotional challenges do happen. Emotional breakdowns do happen. There will be a day out of the 30 days where you just feel what the hell is happening and why am I here away from everything you know or there could be days where there's overload of work at stretch for weeks and then you've broken down on a particular day but what I want to point across a point out here when we're talking about such a nice and easy you know topic um, uh, it sounds so conversational but it, but if you go in depth uh, uh, the emotional challenge is what leads to a mental uh, and physical challenge which is so talked about and it is so talked about uh, because it is something which happens widely and something which people don't want to accept so I think what I'll want to see here is there's nothing called acceptance because it isn't a disease. It's something that you just had an emotional breakdown and it's only natural because we're all human beings. And it is good to have an emotional breakdown because that means you have emotions, you have a heart in place and uh, you know, you're, you're not a robot and, and therefore being overwhelmed or having things where you need help or 
one fine day you just don't want to do anything if, even if there's a deadline the next day um, you know you may wake up very early in the morning to finish it i'm not saying don't give your work on deadlines but all i'm saying is there are days where you may not feel like it or there are days where you feel really down or there are days where you're too pepped up where you just want to go out for no rhyme or reason it's best to to realize them and it's best to do it you know uh, then the emotional challenge in anything you're doing uh, will never happen a physical uh, uh, or a mental breakdown will never happen and the productivity uh, will be far more than you uh, can actually imagine it to be yes <laughs> thank you um very good couldn't have said it uh, better myself um very interesting conversation honest conversation which i always appreciate and i think also our listeners um so thank you very much for sharing everything um and i think that's it for today's episode unless there's anything else uh, like uh, that you had on your list on in your mind to to mention no i think uh, you have a, a brilliant uh, following of people and you have a place like i've gone to your website it's it's so interactive and you yourself are always a person who's so so responsive uh, so i think for everybody out there if there is anything you want christine or me to talk about uh, or there's anything you want us to write back to you at least me if there's anything uh, you can always write to her she's one of the most receptive responsive and warm people you will come across cross in her domain and she's brilliant at it so i think um, anything which you know we may have missed because of the dearth of time or because you know it's just didn't happen at that moment please uh, write to her write to us and we will make sure we sort of solve it in any way maybe through a podcast maybe through a email back or whatever yes thank you perfect that's uh, that's great we do have still one more episode coming up and i'm really looking forward to that as well because it's talking more about you as an inspiring woman so everyone stay tuned for this <laughs> for now uh, it's the end of the show looking forward to talking to you next time sakshi thank you for your time thank you so much christine thank you so much for having me it's always a pleasure The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode.